0: I left with a ton of new ideas for episodes and people to talk to, and I'd met them. And yeah, the networking and introductions were great. Welcome back to That Vet Life,
1: a podcast for veterinary mentors and mentees. My name is Dr. Mariah McCauley, and this week I have a very special episode for you as I am joined by three incredible women in the veterinary profession Dr. Stacey Cordovano from the Whole Veterinarian Podcast and doctors Annie Chavant and Marcy Kirk from My Veterinary Life Podcast. We are all veterinary podcasters who attended the Veterinary Leadership Conference this past January and wanted to take the time to fully recap everything that happened over this whirlwind of a weekend. So listen along as we share our perspectives and takeaways as practitioners, podcasters, and professionals. There may just be something that encourages you to go to next year's conference. We would love to see you there. So let's dive
2: into today's episode. Welcome to a very special Podcasters United episode today. We are super excited to be here and talk about our combined experience at the recent Veterinary Leadership Conference that took place at the beginning of January in sunny Chicago. Why don't we go around and do introductions before we jump into the content of the show? (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. So my name is Dr. Mariah McCauley. I am a small animal general practitioner and the host of that Vet Life podcast, which looks at mentorship for mentors and mentees within the
0: veterinary profession. My name is Stacey Cordovano. I'm an equine veterinarian and practice owner in Chester County, Pennsylvania, and I am the host of the whole veterinarian podcast.
3: All right. And I'm Marcy. I am an employee of the AVMA and co-host of My Veterinary Life podcast. Prior to that, I was in small animal private practice. And I'm Annie Chavant, also on staff at the AVMA, part of the student initiatives team here and
2: also a co-host of the My Veterinary Life podcast. Prior to the AVMA, I was in equine private practice. That's so, quite the mix here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> quite the mix. And we've been united by the common theme of podcasting, enthusiasm for the profession, and just, I don't know. We'll have to edit that. A
0: a (laughs) desire to make a difference. Keep it all in there. Keep it all in there. There's no need to edit that. (laughs)
2: So we're coming to you together today because we've got a shared enthusiasm for a desire to make a difference in the profession, interest in podcasting, as well as the clinical parts of veterinary medicine. So we thought it would be really fun while we got a chance to touch base in person at the Veterinary Leadership Conference to talk about some takeaways from that conference as they relate to the different identities that we have in veterinary medicine. So what I think would be good to do first is kind of start with our whys. As I mentioned, the Veterinary Leadership Conference is in Chicago in January. So Tropical Location was not the reason why you picked this conference. (laughs) So let's hear about the whys. Why VLC for you for your
0: continuing education this year? I had never been before. I was super excited to see what it was all about. And I was initially tempted... By all the amazing lecture titles that I saw. And then I knew I would get to see a bunch of friends and meet some people that I had connected with on social media. So a big part of it was networking. And I'm sure we'll get into it later, but I was actually surprised at all that VLC encompasses. So I'm kind of excited to share this episode with everyone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this was my second year at VLC. I went last year on the beggings of some of my friends. They're like, you need to come to this conference. I'm like, okay, why am I going to go to Chicago in January? <laughs> I have other friends who are like, because I was asking them, do you want to come? They're like, well, I'm going to a conference in Bermuda. I was like, ooh, I made the wrong choice here. <laughs> but of course, going to VLC, like it was so much fun that first year. It drew me back for the second year. And I was speaking this past year. So that was my first Time really speaking at an AVMA convention of any sort. So that was my main reason for going. But then also just connecting with all these friends that I know via social media, meeting new people, and just the leadership aspect. Like we do a lot of medical conferences as doctors, but we don't get to work on these other skills and these networking opportunities. So that was my other big reason for going.
3: Yeah. This is my eighth VLC. I went into one before I was on staff at the AVMA. And, um, I'm also on the planning committee for it, so I'll be taking notes so that we can continue to improve it. What I like is, I don't know about you guys, when I go to any conference, there's 18 different things going on and I always want to do all of them. Mm -hmm. So this is structured much smaller. So I do feel pulled in slightly less directions and have to make fewer choices, which I always really appreciate. That's a really
1: good point. Yeah, I know. I like a lot of these bigger conferences you go to and... Like you literally have like 20 different things. You're like, I want to do all these things right now. But because of the way that VLC is structured, you actually can make it to most of the things that you want to, which is a big
2: difference. Mm-hmm. That's a great point as well. I'm a little bit in the the camp of Marcy in terms of going as part of my staff responsibilities, but I have a slightly different bent for VLC. So as part of the student initiatives team, we work with the local chapters to offer a scholarship to one person from each of the SABMA chapters to come and attend VLC as a student. So there's some student-specific programming there, which is really fun. We do a sort of orientation before the orientation to kind of help our early veterinarians get acclimated with some of the kind of governmental things that also go on at VLC, which I think we'll probably get into. But it's really fun to see that combination of leaders from all phases of the profession in this conference and in that kind of small group setting that that both Marcy and Mariah were talking about. So it's been a really fun and rewarding experience for me as well.
0: I actually went to that student orientation with our all of our mutual friends, Gary Marshall, and I was like, what are we doing here? But then I was so thankful that I went because I didn't actually know any of the stuff that was presented. So it was really great information. I'm glad that the students get to learn about it. I certainly didn't in vet school.
2: I always appreciate a good orientation, really, at whatever life stage I'm at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were really motivated, there was two hours of essentially the same content back to back. So I'm curious.
2: So we talked about how there's kind of different things going on. It's a smaller group setting, but it is continuing education, kind of some professional development for us. And I think that there's there's different things that you can take from different parts of this conference, as in all conferences. So Mariah, I'm curious as a current practitioner, what's something that you took away from, from that like kind of clinical aspect or, or what you're gonna bring back to your team?
1: Mm-hmm. So from a a clinical aspect, um, of course, like we're not, it's not like we're going into a talk to be like, this is how I approach a GDV by any sort or stretch of the imagination, but we are looking at these leadership skills. And like, for me, I'm really focusing in on the mentorship side. And those are skills that within our our day-to-day practice of small animal general work that we don't always think about, um, but they are intensely important with the culture of our practice. And so a lot of the things that I took away from this conference was, okay, how am I going to be a better leader for my staff members, for my colleagues, and also just not just the people within my practice, but then the people that I talk to in the practices in my neighboring area, just because like we are just one big community, not to kind of look at it from that aspect, but we forget about that conversational and I guess the community aspect of veterinary medicine and being at VLC brings up some of those conversations that we we know are there, but we don't really spend the time to really go into and focusing again, like how do you be a good leader? How do you be a good mentor? Where are the pitfalls? Where are the areas that we're looking into and developing? So it's that was a kind of the the big takeaways that I had as a
2: practitioner. I think that's really neat. I I like that you kind of mentioned the the veterinary ecosystem of. Yes, that's that's the word I was looking for. There we go. (laughs) Because it is, it's not just about you and your team. I think we focus on that first, but there are these really important interactions with neighboring practices and with the community at large. And that is one thing that I really enjoy about these conferences. Um, and kind of, especially at the beginning of the year, like VLC is when you're thinking about resolutions and goals of, of maintaining those connections and keeping a broad perspective on your role in the profession as well. So love that. Stacey, anything to add from our equine friends?
0: Yeah. So clinically speaking, as a practice owner, I'm always and especially in my work with the podcast and other things, you know, I tend to gravitate towards burnout and leadership talks. And I certainly couldn't help myself from going to a couple of those. But I was excited to be able to expand into a lot of the equity and inclusion lectures I went to AVMA this year and they were all at the exact same time. So I literally went to one and I was really excited to make two different sort of workshop lectures. So Dr. LaTanya Craig talked about increasing our intercultural competency and she had us do an exercise of our sort of inner circle of, you know, colleagues and trusted friends. And it made me realize how narrow mine is. And I think that it's our responsibility as practice leaders to try and increase our cultural competency, but also, you know, the options we have for enhancing our inclusive practices. So another talk, um, Drs. Kemba Marshall and Mia Carey did, they asked us to, you know, pick one thing we were going to do when we left and, I had known about Journey for Teams and had signed up for it actually at AAP and had started getting the emails, but I had not opened them. So my commitment was to dig into the program, which is seems to be an amazing program, and really explore that over the next few months, especially it's our slow season here up north for equine. So I'm going to really dig into the Journey for Teams. And that was a really nice, different thing for me to kind of explore as a practice owner.
2: Awesome. I and mean, I'm glad that you got the opportunity to explore some of those tracks that you might not have been able to otherwise. I was in both of those sessions as well. And I yeah, thought they, they were, were great
0: speakers. Yeah.
2: So powerful. So, so powerful. And I think it's good to have those kind of regular check-ins that are not just lectures, that are workshops too. So you can really think about how it applies specifically in your day-to-day. And I think that they did an amazing job with that. So amazing, awesome.
4: Now, before we get on with the episodes. A quick word from today's show sponsor. Introducing the Vet Career Concierge Service. It's an easy way to find your dream job and it's a brilliantly simple concept. Instead of wasting time searching through thousands of practice jobs that might be a good fit, but frequently aren't, let the vet career concierge do the hard work. All you have to do is register, tell us all about your skills and what you're looking for from your next practice. Then your career concierge goes to work filtering, matching and approaching only practices who are a good fit. If you like the sound of a practice and you want to meet, your concierge will coach you through the interview process, help with negotiations and work to ensure you have a smooth transition into practice when you accept a role. They'll even stay in touch with scheduled career check-ins to make sure you're happy. The service is open to vets and vet nurses with at least one year in practice and legally able to work in the US, Canada, UK, EU, or Australia. To register, visit vetexinternational.com forward slash jobs and all registrants will be entered into a prize draw where you could win an Apple Watch, Magnum of Champagne, or one of several Amazon gift cards. Registration and membership is free for vets and nurses, so head to vetexinternational.com forward slash jobs Jobs to sign up today. Now back to the show.
2: So that's our practitioner hot take. Marcy, what do you think about for podcasting? Any inspirational tips, tricks from BLC?
3: Or did it just, how did it hit you this time? Now you say that, I think last year, Mariah, what? What? There was a year that there was one, there was actually a session on podcasting.
1: Yes, yes. Last year, I remember that one. I remember sitting there and they're like, we have other podcasters in the room. And I was like, oh, don't you dare. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, So I didn't know that there was like practical tips, but I think we hit on it before, but because of the smaller size, just the connections that you can make in a very meaningful way have tremendous impacts. And I laugh at myself because, you know, we said there was orientation. And so I did one of the orientations. And I joked that like, I kept a lot of the governance stuff because this conference in particular happens in conjunction with the AVMA's House of Delegates winter session. So like when business is done um, for the organization and it is very confusing and even working here, I still get a little lost in some of it. So I, I jokingly said like, we're keeping this very high level. I stated that it was because I want you to go talk to the leaders. They're here, ask them how this works, how they got involved, what are they doing And part of it was too, because I'm like, I'm not sure I know all the answers either. So I need to go ask the questions, but it's just, you're able to do that because there are facilitated networking events. There are structured, I guess I should say, there are opportunities to just chat with people and crossing because the the breaks are longer. And I should also say, you know, being in Chicago, this is not in January. You're not going to be walking across buildings. It's like the rooms are right next to each other. Like you're insulated inside. So I just really appreciate all those opportunities to connect with people like right at the first of the year. It just feels like a great way to start the year.
0: So I love that and appreciate that aspect of it. I mean, just look at us here together. We would know, have never right? gotten this organized if we hadn't all been there in person and agreed <laughs> to it. And if we didn't
1: have that one friend that sent out that email right before <laughs> all of this, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. you all do podcasting. You should all meet up. And so that first night, we're all just like standing there and we're like, hi, this is me in person. And we (laughs) came up with this grand plan to record this episode. And that's what I think is so cool about these conferences is that you find out that, hey, like, yes, we're in a, we're in a small little world of veterinary medicine, but there are like little microcosms. And for us, it's the podcasting microcosm. And that's where we got to meet up. And I know for myself, I ended up recording a few episodes while I was there just serendipitously. And just the connections that you make with those, with people as your, as your guests, you just don't know that they're going to happen. And that's what makes them even more amazing.
0: Yeah. I left with a ton of new ideas for episodes and people to talk to, and I'd met them and yeah, the networking and introductions were great.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Yes. I think that's really at the heart of a lot of these conferences and kind of been talking about going back to the beginning and talking about the why is getting to meet these people in person. I think, of course, we appreciate it more now than ever, but it it is It's such a special profession and there's so many different paths that you can take. And so to get these little touch points throughout the year, to check in with people that have similar interests and similar microcosms, I really liked that term, is really helpful. And it's good. Also, to your point, Stacey, in talking about content and managing burnout and recharging, Like for me, talking to other people who are passionate about the same things that I am, is that sort of like restorative energy giving, kind of providing that drive. And so in terms of takeaways for podcasting, yeah, definitely loving the connections, but also just loving the infusion of energy that we get from being together. So that's been really fun. In the in the vein of energy, um, I'm very curious now because, as you heard in our introductions. We're involved in a few things in veterinary medicine. I think that would be, in addition to podcasting, having a lot of things on our plates is a common interest of ours, I think I could say. <laughs> um, so and actually I think Stacy, we talked about it on, on the episode with you of, of how how you're juggling these different hats and things right. that you're wearing. So, were there any takeaways specifically on kind of handling life as a busy female professional? A common thread again for all of us. How has that kind of
0: influenced your mindset? I saw some women who were kicking butt and doing all the governmental things that I didn't even know existed. And it is inspiring to see them working so hard for us as a profession in ways, you know, like I said, I didn't go to that student orientation when I was a student and I am much more clear on how all the House of Delegates and everything works, but still not totally sure And I'm just really thankful for the people that are working really hard, balancing all of that on top of their clinical jobs and motherhood and all the other things that they're doing. So that was just inspiring for me to see.
1: Yeah, similarly, like I'm in just a little bit of a different life stage than the rest of y'all and getting to go to a conference like this. And just like you said, Stacey, getting to see these people that are working in the governance side. And I love how the way that this is structured, like you can go and sit in on those big talks where they're having these big discussions, and you can hear the conversations and the that they're having, and just the things that they're fighting for, um, and working together as this big community. And it just brings in this whole new insight as to what's truly happening within the veterinary profession. And then as like a female practitioner who's of course balanced and spinning a lot of plates right now. As we do it for better or for worse, I guess, um, but it is incredibly inspiring and encouraging and challenging to see all these other people like yourselves that are are balancing all of these different things. But at the same time, it's really comforting to be able to sit down and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And you're like, yeah, I've been there too. And you're like, Oh, phew. (laughs) I'm not the only one who's going through this. So we can, like I said, in different life stages, you can still say, Hey, you know what? I've been where you've been and I can help you get to where you want to go. Like, let's talk about your goals. So having that kind of energy is so revitalizing. And again, right at the beginning of the year. So what better could you ask for? I don't know. Maybe it could be in
3: Florida. That would... (laughs) Ideas. Ideas. You know, as you're on the planning committee here. um, Honestly, no, I, I do think... I mean... Honestly, though, like if it was somewhere nicer, you would have people dispersing. Totally agree. Um, it, everyone was nice and cozy in there. Right. Just, it it is, I yeah, It's still in the heart of like really good food. We had some great meals. So there's always that option too. So it's, I don't want people to think that they were just isolating you in this yeah. hotel. Like,
0: <laughs> I there's, ate
1: There's options. Well. Um, <laughs> and I will it, say it was warmer this year than it was last year. Like
3: mm-hmm. we actually could go outside without wearing 10 layers. Yeah. And there wasn't ice. Like that was the big yes. thing last year. There was quite mm-hmm. a bit of ice. So like walking was just a was little dangerous. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's <laughs> all joking aside, not that bad to be in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it really is cool. Like you
1: just wait, right, right where we were with the hotel. Like you could go and walk to the lakefront. You could go see the bean like other, everything was within reachable distance. Like it, you didn't have to jump in a car. You could, if you wanted to, but you didn't have to, to walk
2: anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. So whether you're looking for inspiration as a practitioner, as a podcaster, as an aspiring podcaster, there might be some of those out there. We need Um, a few more, right? (laughs) We can always have more voices to the mix. Or just kind of trying to figure out some life things, right? Like how to balance or just knowing that you're not alone in some of the things that you're thinking about and some of the priorities that you're working to to juggle and balance as well. VLC, Veterinary Leadership Conference, is an amazing time to re-energize, revitalize. You've heard from lots of different perspectives of things that you can take away. So we touched on diversity, equity, and inclusion, some workshops, really some time to pause and reflect on yourself at the beginning of the year, learning a little bit more about the organized veterinary medicine and how it's governed um, and being able to kind of look behind the scenes on that as well. And then also just the support and the connections that you make from bumping into people in the hallway or grabbing a cup of coffee or getting a delicious meal at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. There's lots to take away from this conference and other conferences throughout the year. Um, So we just wanted to take a second today and celebrate that and recognize that. And also to selfishly get a wonderful podcast reunion (laughs) together because it's been great to make these connections in person and now get back on the air together. So as we wrap up this VLC summary, any closing thoughts, final parting ideas?
1: If you're listening to this podcast, we expect to see you at VLC next year. Well (laughs) said,
0: well said great summary. I don't have much to add other than thanks for getting us all together. And thanks for listening to everyone. And yes, if you're interested in kind of a different avenue, definitely check out VLC. It's a slightly different twist on a conference for veterinarians.
2: Love it. So we'll uh, see you all there. Chicago VLC 2024. (laughs) 2024. See you there. See ya.
1: Thanks for joining for another episode of That Vet Life Podcast. You can listen to more episodes wherever podcasts are found or at vedexinternational.com. If you want to learn more about The Whole Veterinarian or My Veterinary Life podcast, you can find the links in the show notes. Until next time, y'all. See ya.